Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. Today on the High Button, our guest goes by the name of Matthew Dudele. Uh, Dudele grew up with me playing minor hockey. He also played baseball, still does play baseball. The guy has stories for days. I'll probably have to cut him off at some point because we're going to be talking forever. This is going to be a great podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So sit tight. It's going to be a good one. Here we go. for coming buddy i appreciate this no problem man I'm really excited i've been uh, waiting for my call finally to get in here so I, I didn't think i'd be going you know 10th or 20th or whatever but you know here i am and let's do it <laughs> all right um even back when we were in vancouver tom was like we got to get doodle on because weren't you out there i was yeah for uh, uh senior nationals for baseball and uh i was actually supposed to come over to vancouver but uh i had a buddy who i'll remain nameless right now who bailed on me last second so oh I ended up resorting to getting drunk instead, which is always a good option. <laughs> you got to get a little closer to the mic. I'm sorry. Just I got to. That's the mics are terrible. That's perfect right there. That's perfect. Fairview mics. Yeah, exactly. Fairview mics. Um, so why were you sorry going out to BC baseball? Uh, yeah, baseball senior men's nationals. Okay. I don't even know where where should we start here. We got tons of topics I want to talk to you about. Um, let's start with Bridgewater, because I think Bridgewater would be a good. A good yeah. intro. Uh, yeah, I would say there's. Uh, I mean, what do you want to know? <laughs> let's get. Let's start with. Um, let's start with that pink bus. No, let's no. Let's start with the the rink. The rink. The dressing room. I'm very curious about that dressing room. So whenever we went and played Doodle up in Bridgewater, their dressing room was like above the stands. Yeah, kind of up through the stands, up like I'd say probably 20 stairs, and then you got to make a turn. It's a pretty. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty shitty setup for a junior A team if you think about it, you know, but walking down through the kids and stuff like that, people wiping out going downstairs, and it's not a good start to your game. It's like whenever you get in a fight in a hockey game, you kind of leave the ice and you go right underneath the tunnel and it's like it's over. But when you got kicked out in a fight or anything that happened in Bridgewater, it was kind of like a 30-second... Yeah, it was great, actually. I, I mean, obviously, anybody who knows me knows I've been kicked out a few times. And I actually used to love getting kicked out in Bridgewater, and I would do it on purpose a lot of the times, just because you go up through the crowd, and there was garbage cans there. It was like recycle, organic, blah, blah, blah. And I would specifically, like the fans would wait for me to launch the garbage cans down the stairs. You know what I mean? So to me, it was a little bit of a game, which probably didn't help my ice time situation much. But, I mean, the Bridgewater crowd was, I mean, unbelievable. You're interacting with them, going to the dressing room, so... I was like, yeah, I'll get kicked out tonight. For even, yeah. even though the rink wasn't like big, you probably had the best fans in the league when it came to interaction with the game. Because if you came in there playing against Bridgewater, you're not intimidated, but there's definitely a, a factor that the fans play into the game. Because you guys sold that thing out on a Tuesday. Well, I mean, when you got 200 seats, it's not that tough but to even sell still, out. But yeah, you're rinks, right, though. It, they're, they're pretty crazy. I mean, they're no Miramichi or anything like that. But um, I know, like, for an example, my buddy Warren's there. He would go 120 miles an hour at a guy, and if he missed, the crowd cheered just as loud for him going into the board. So yeah, that kind of gives you a little bit of a vision of how nuts they are down there. Did but, any stories happen to you up in Miramichi? 
Uh, Anything crazy? Because there's always something that comes out of Miramichi. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I got kicked out once by... Well, actually, not kicked out. Escorted out of the rink by police. Um, well, were you were playing? I know. I was sitting out. Yeah. I actually got suspended in Camelton the night before, but um, <laughs> we, we won't get into that. Um, so I'm just sitting there watching the game, minding my own business, and these guys just kept turning around, looking at me, turning around, looking at me. So, I mean, you know how hard it is for me to bite my tongue. Yeah. So finally I said, you know, what the fuck are you guys looking at? Simple as that. And then they came up, and this dad from here at Machine grabs me by my track coat because he thought I was talking to his kid who was like six sitting down in the stand. So I punched him yeah. for a reaction, which was really weird for me because I don't really fight much. But uh, anyways, shit got escalated, and the cops came, and these guys were trying to attack me, and they ended up putting me. You know how down behind the dressing rooms they had the cages, and you could lock them off? Oh, yeah, I remember Well, those. I had to go sit down there by myself till the end of the game. That's and then when it ended, yeah. benches are together. Yeah. And the Miramichi boys kind of seen what was going on and they tried to come at me. So the police had to take me out to the bus where they were throwing snowballs and rocks and shit. And then Jimbo decides, okay, what a great time to send Doodley across to get the fucking pizzas. <laughs> I'm getting like yelled at and people are coming at me and stuff like that. So that's just, I mean, we'll which, get Jimbo in a bit. Which, by the way, was one of the better parts of junior hockey was the food after the game. Holy smokes. Not to mention free. Well, not to mention free, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. After the game, the game's over. The first thing you're thinking about is the pizza on well, the what bus. Kind of, what kind of stuff were you guys getting on the bus? We were pizza. Just pizza? Yeah, I think the whole Junior A was pizza. It yeah, was I just... think Jimbo used to get a Swiss chalet all the time, but by the time you got the chicken and stuff, she had been pretty steamy on the bus for a while, right? Whoa. So, I mean, it is what it is. We used to take all the uh, the leftovers home when Nosy and Wig and I lived together. Did you? Anything that was left over, boys would just grab the pizza boxes, fill them up, and take them home. Right? That was like us, but with Bedecki and Popovich, because those two Cape Breton boys, they're living together Bedecki. in the city. The he's boy. actually coming on. Oh, is he? Because he's doing the... He's the, the musician now. Yeah, exactly. He? So he's doing a gig in Halifax, long weekend of May, so he's coming on. What a beauty. Um, yeah. And that was for them. They always took like the leftovers, and then all the rookies, we had to go down and get the bags. Rookies, that was man, the I worst. I being a rookie, oh, actually. Most people hate it, but I liked it. Why'd you like it? I don't know. Well, when I was a rookie in junior A, Wig was the only other rookie. And he was my best friend, right? So, I mean, if you embrace it, I mean, you're not going to get picked on too much. Yeah. Like, no. we sat at the back of the bus and stuff like that because, I mean, we'd fight at the end of practice, just Wig and I, just to prove and pick up pucks, grab people's gear, shit without having to be asked, right? Not that Jimbo noticed, but, I mean, who cares about <laughs> who cares about him when you got the boys, right? So, it was, more <laughs> of a, it was more of a priority team, I thought, in Bridgewater, to be honest with you. Or maybe that's just how I saw it. <laughs> no, it was – you guys definitely weren't a fun team to play. Um, so let's move on to I want to talk about Jimbo here Even though we only talked Six minutes about Bridgewater We'll move back to it There's Oh we'll come back Stuff will hit me here um, Throughout the episode Yeah so Jimbo Jim Bottomley uh, I never played I never got coached by the guy But from what I hear <laughs> Pretty uh, well, He's a legendary coach In Halifax If you know hockey And you know Halifax uh, His name will get brought up I've never really I've heard tons of stories But I've never heard First hand stories In the <laughs> dressing room uh, Motivational speeches Game plans I'm sure Doodle, you have tons. So if you if you got one, two, you got some dirty laundry. At least give me I something. Will, uh, I got like three or four right off the top of my head here that are, I mean, they're, these are stories that I'm never going to forget. And the first one is we're in Woodstock. And anybody who's played Junior A at the time we played knows how good Woodstock was. You drive down there nine hours just to get your asses handed to you. know, it's kind of annoying. So <laughs> I had played maybe three, four shifts in this game. And we were getting slaughtered. So at the end of the game ends... Uh, the trainer on the Woodstock bench is picking up all the sticks and whatever, and, and Wig and I are grabbing the water. And we look up, and Jimbo's yelling at the trainer. So we're like, okay, let's tune into this. And he, he ends up yelling, hey, Luigi. 
what are you here to make the fucking pizzas? And like, I don't want, I don't know. I don't really remember the guy, but I'm pretty sure he was visibly Italian. So like, and he just reamed him out, man. The guy, the trainer just looks up at him and goes, nice. And just walks away. And Wig and I were just like, holy shit, dude. That was amazing. And then we were just, I was just like, I can't even, I got to go before something happens here. And then what's the next one? Oh yeah. I think we were playing you guys actually. And you guys were pounding us after the first period. And we had the big, the big orange Gatorade jugs. Oh yeah. Well, I think Jimbo thought it was empty and he came in freaking out and he was like, fuck sticks. And he hammered the Gatorade thing and it didn't budge. And then he just stares at his hand. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> he just turns around and walks out. It's just like, you know, as you're sitting there as a team going like, so what does that mean? Because we're all laughing now, right? So how are we supposed to be serious after that idiot just hammered his hand off it? He liked to punch shit, man. He punched the wall in Yarmouth one time. I got Cement a, wall? You know, in behind the benches, like the yeah. full-on concrete walls. I got a penalty for screaming fuck. And uh, when I got to the bench, he lost his mind on me. And he turned around and punched the wall like seven or eight times. And he just screamed fuck the whole time. And then he just was bleeding knuckles and he was just looking at me. Like fuming. And I was like... So he doesn't get a penalty for that or he just hammered the wall and the fans are going nuts. You know, Yarmouth, they're all the chanting pucks. Jimbo and hitting the pucks off the glass yeah. and stuff. So it just wasn't a good, uh, it wasn't a good moment. It was funny though. And when you look back at it, right. But that at the time ring- I was pretty scared. How old are you? Is your first year? That would have been my, I think my second year, the year Cameron played. Yeah. So that's another story on its own there. It's always interesting when you first meet a coach and you're trying to figure him out. I said that was especially true for me with Kirk Tomlinson with the Max. Hard ass. I don't. Is it okay that I'm dropping names on here? I guess we're not saying it. We're not saying anything too. bad. No, but but it's just hard figuring out a coach, and it was tough for me the first couple because I got cut the first couple of years, and then once I made the team, he was um, he tr- he put a lot of trust into me, but then when he obeyed his trust, he would just fucking give it to you, and that was one thing I was never used to playing minor midget because coach is a minor midget or. It's not that they take it serious. They just don't really know how to coach that well. Well, they're not like as emotionally it's, invested in exactly. it. You know, it's like they need to fill a role and like chances are the son plays on the team or something yeah. like that. Right. But I actually, it's funny you said Kirk, cause he was one of my favorite coaches I ever had as far as him getting the most out of me personally mm-hmm. and watching him do it to my teammates too. Like, I mean, he let us do cool shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was nowadays. I mean, if we said some of the stuff or he said some of the stuff nowadays, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't have a job, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you probably can't even swear in the dress rooms anymore. I don't know. We could. I don't even know if we could talk about some of the stuff that went on in that dress room. That's exactly right. Yeah. But he was cool, man. Like, he would let us, uh, like, leave practice a couple minutes early to go to semi or whatever. He would tie our ties for us, right? So, I mean, that's yeah. – I don't know. It's it's a different game these days for sure. So, it's – and I don't. we don't get to see the behind-the-scenes stuff anymore. Which sucks, which is honestly one half of hockey. Like, when you hear guys talk about, oh, I missed the game. It's like these guys, they do miss the game, but – a whole other part of what they miss of is the dressing room atmosphere. It's an amazing thing when you go to the rink two hours before the game and you just get to shoot the shit with your friends, essentially. It's the best part of hockey, if not the best part, but definitely 50% of it. Um, I know for me, I don't actually miss... Well, I still play, obviously, but like I don't miss the on-ice stuff, really, man. It's you know going to the rink when it matters and big games and the feeling you get when you're on the bus on the way there yeah. and like... Hanging out in the dressing room, man. That's what it was all about. Like, hockey pretty much paved my life. And, yeah, I mean, if I didn't play it, I can't imagine what it would be like, right? Yeah. So that's, like you said, it's not necessarily the on-ice stuff because that's – or even the off-ice stuff, really. But it's, you yeah. know, the camaraderie, hanging out with your buddies and 
and junior and stuff, you're getting to meet guys from everywhere. And yeah. that's that's the part that most people miss, I would say. You're making me emotional. Jesus, yeah, I know. Buddy. It's a little bit. Um, so for those of you listening that don't, oh, I'm sure a lot of you listening know who Doodle is. But if you don't know who Doodle is uh, as a hockey player, he was the definition of the guy who you absolutely hated to play against but absolutely loved to have uh, on your team. I know I felt that way when you were playing with me, um, especially in the younger days. Especially in the younger days, like Pee Wee Bantam and things like that. That's what, you know, kids are ruthless. Kids are um, not bullies, but kids. How do I explain it? Kids can. Um, well, they just don't know. They right? just like, don't know. They like the the chirping is like it's a thing in Pee Wee. Like you're able to do it. And I know a lot of, not a lot, but at least me, I was terrible at it. I just knew how to play the game kids of hockey. Just don't have the vocabularies and stuff yet, right? Exactly. Like, so I didn't know how to intimidate. I didn't know how to. Even in the hotels, going in the tournaments, it would be staying in the hotels in Cape Breton, and there'd be other kids on the other teams, and there'd be there's some ruthless shit set. And I always remembered, I was like, where the fuck is Doodle? Is Doodle anywhere near me right now? Same with Coleman. I was like, well, is Coleman anywhere near me? Because you guys were the quickest with the response. You guys were the quickest with saying, fuck off, get out of here. And that's why it was always great to have you, even on the ice and off the ice, just having you as a teammate. And that did go on throughout your whole career you're always just that guy that everyone loved to have yeah i think that might have been just a little bit of stupidity as a young kid but or maybe thinking i was funnier than i was i remember tommy used to uh tommy used to make fun of a lot of my chirps but at that time like you said no one was really chirping so for me it was i think when it boiled down to it now that i think about it uh, as a smaller player you got to have an advantage at some point mm -hmm. so whether that's getting in your face i mean you look like a like a guy like marshad man he like he'll kiss Komarov on the cheek jesus do you know what i mean like it's that's just a small edge right then that guy's constantly thinking about oh, fuck where's that little rat at now yeah. you know what i mean is he is he kiss me on the cheek or is he two-handed my teammate yeah. and back legs or whatever yeah. right but so i think for me i was just mothy as is like even in school like if teacher said something to me i would try and make somebody laugh right and i think that's what you're it quick down to yeah, so I don't know. I remember I used Tommy uh, used to make fun of my chirp. I used to call Sackle Sack shit, right? <laughs> Which you know at the time I probably thought was pretty good chirp, but now yeah. like look, you know, twenty years later, it's like, eh, I could have came up with something better. And I won't say what what I'm thinking, but we'll leave it at that. I remember we were playing mini sticks somewhere in a shit town in the basement of a moat hotel, and we were playing against another team. Like we were, it was like four on four in the hallway. I believe this was in Andy Ganesh. Do you remember? Do you remember what I was talking about? What the situation was? I think so. I, I don't. Think you showed up late to it. I remember it very discreetly. Not discreetly. I remember it vividly. It was me and it was three other guys that were just. We weren't talkers. We were just. It might have been honestly like solos and two yeah, other guys. Anyways, kids grew up in the real rich neighborhood. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> essentially, two guys that weren't used to the real world yet, and. Uh, and we were just getting our fucking. We were they're just they're just making fun of us. Just remember back in the day, like blonde streaks. We were yeah, dyeing yeah, our hair yeah. blonde. They were chirping us for that. Just all that. Well, shit. Well, you guys had the internet to be able to look at that stuff. Yeah, whereas boys <laughs> fair, we didn't quite have it yet, so we were a little bit behind. You probably saw us walk in the room, like, what the fuck are, are these guys these doing? Guys? What the fucking? Well, you guys had the hot moms and stuff, right? Our families were just grizzled. Hey, I don't know about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, yeah, they were chirping us. There, it was. A, we didn't even end up playing mini sticks. They were just making fun of us. And then I remember you came, you were a fucking hero. You came, you just backed all three of us up, four of us up. I think it was Coles was down there too. And then anyways, we walked away all laughing at them. I yeah, always remember like, that from Like you. I said, that's probably a little bit of stupidity. Like, yeah. Obviously, I knew that if I had to take <laughs> these three guys on, I was going to get my ass handed to me. But the other side of it is, if not, yeah. you know what I mean? I, you get a little points like in your teammates and then... You know what I mean? The next next time those guys see you, they're probably not going to trip you, right? So yeah. 
I mean, when you're a small guy, like I said, you're you're constantly getting picked on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, so so where do you think this style of game came from? Did you watch the NHL and look at a Darcy Tucker and look at a, an, or did it just come from? You know, your yeah. your upbringing. You wanted to be quick. You wanted to be a little pesty. Where did where did it come from? Well, there's a couple different factors. I'd say if you asked me a few years ago, it'd be a different answer. But now that I realize, like my whole childhood and all that stuff, and like my childhood was pretty crazy, bouncing back and forth between my parents, stuff like that, yeah. foster homes, things like this. Yeah. So I think the edge kind of came from that without knowing. Okay. You know what I mean? So it was almost my way of lashing out. Like a chip on the like shoulder. Lashing type out thing. legally, right? Like some people lash out and do you know armed robberies or whatever yeah this was just i'd spear somebody and that yeah. would make me feel better i don't know but yeah. i think now that would be my answer back then i really liked darcy tucker yeah and uh Thier and flurry oh, and those guys yeah. were like back in the day small guys were unheard of you know what i mean if you weren't six mm. two and and fast like you just weren't making it yeah so when you see those guys play like darcy tucker we i mean he'd He'd spit on people. He'd drink the goalie's water bottle. Do like, anything to win. Yeah, and I think that's what it was. And I think a little bit of it, too, was growing up in Fairview, mm-hmm. which was, uh, I mean, the boys always made me play by myself. What do you mean? Just like if Tommy and, and Gary and Kyle and Zach and the boys, we'd get together. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you have the goalie. Yeah. It w- if it was two on two, it wasn't. It was three of them versus me. Really? I don't know why. Probably, I might have been better than them. I'm well, not definitely. Sure. That definitely made you a better hockey player. But it makes you, know you that. it does. Oh, yeah. Man, Absolutely. For sure. Like, you're playing three guys. And Tommy always had the long-ass sticks. You never get by, right? He's goalie, so you're frustrated. <laughs> but, and, you know, you play with older guys, too. Like, I started playing with, I mean, the men used to play up and behind Fairview Junior High on the tennis court every Sunday. And I remember my dad didn't want me to go up there, and I just kept going up. And I'd play goalie first because that's the only way they would let me play. Yeah. I think you could probably remember these days, too. And they yeah. used to, they'd pick on you until, until you did something back to them. Yeah. Right? So I think there was a little bit of edge from that. And I was a little bit psycho, too, I think. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, like I'd give it to you. Just you'd bottling up your emotions, whether you, you realize it or not. Yeah. And then finally you get somewheres to go yeah. and just lash out, like I said, then that, I think that's where the edge came from, to be honest with you. I remember when you just said that you went up to the courts and you said the older guys were playing. I remember those days when I, well, I grew up in the suburbs, so I wasn't really used to being picked on at an early age or anything like that. But I was friends with these, with Doodley and Tommy and Coleman, because we all played on the same team and they, these guys were always outside with their sticks playing hockey every single day and not that my my friends we we played hockey as well but they all lived kind of in the south end and fairview was closer to where i lived so whenever i went to go play road hockey it was with you tom um and well, coleman that's, that's what we had to do man i mean the first person to get a video game system was tommy and it was ps2 so <coughs> was it what, 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 what were we supposed to do you know go you gotta go and and play play hockey it's and th- that that honestly introduced like a whole nother side of just my, not even hockey just my childhood when those older guys came and they fucking they picked on us we're just there trying to play a game of hockey and then when you see these guys from high school and they come in you know it, it definitely took a toll i didn't take a toll on me but it almost helps you out a little bit it now, depends how you take it right like yeah. that was the only way you got to play with the older boys though they'd be like well we're just gonna fucking give it to you and play normal mm-hmm. if you can't handle it too bad right mm-hmm. so you'd get run over you'd get whacked you get i remember I, I used to play goalie though so i'd I pride myself on not being scared of the ball, right? Okay. Whereas a lot of kids mostly are. Yeah. And so then you get, they're finally like, fuck it. Yeah. You know what I mean? These boys can play. Do you ever remember the time that we got in a fight? No, not you. Not we. You got in a fight. I think it was you and, uh, I think it was Kyle Fader maybe? I don't know who it was. Anyways, with one of these older guys, and one of these older guys was wearing like a shin pad for some reason. And it was right by the highway where we played in that cul-de-sac right by the highway. And yeah, I, up in School Avenue there. Yeah. And someone, I, I don't know if it was you, someone took one of these this guy's equipment and chucked it onto the highway. And then we just booked it. I remember that. 
I do remember something vaguely like that, not specifically. It might have been like a helmet. The amount, the amount of times that, because that's where Tom used to live, right up on that Did on School Avenue there in the highway. Oh, I didn't oh know that. Oh my God, that's where our, well, pretty much our friendship and hockey careers started, basically. Okay. Up in there, one-on-one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I played goalie and he played O, which didn't make sense, but worked out, I guess. Um, the transition from minor hockey to major midget. I know you can. I, when I just bring it up, it brings back nostalgic memories because it's a big deal. You get your own dressing room, matching uh, bags, you know, matching helmets, gloves. It's a big deal. Oh, you feel like you're in the show. You feel like you're in the show, and you got to go your first year out of Bantam, um, yeah. and that team was notoriously known for all Sackville guys. And you got to go. You were. Oh, I don't know. I think you were like the only Halifax guy uh, coming out of well, at least one of them that were on, that was on my team. Well, I was the Halifax guy that just like the Roskies and Steve. Anthony and Solos. I'm just talking the, Max, though. I know, but I'm just saying those are the highly touted guys, right? So they went to the top dog. Yeah. Whereas I just kind of went for the team that was interested. I mean, that's isn't it, that right? funny so. how the Subways back then were looked at the top team. Well, it's just it's crazy to think about it, man. Like all the players that went through. That's where if you were a parent mm-hmm. and you had the opportunity to go to such a prestigious you yeah. know, organization, then you were going to try and do that, right? Because they already had all the you know, people knew about them and shit like that. Crosby Halifax was there. is just kind of like the the rivalry, and that's pretty yeah. much all everybody knew. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah. So I, let me just ask you, like, how did it feel? Like you're this, like I would have killed to be in you. I remember not making that team my first two years and just coming home and just not even know what to do with myself. I'm like, I'm never going to go to because you at the end of the day you want to go to the queue, you want to do all these things, mm-hmm. and when you don't make that, you think your life is over. And you, you made it the first two, three years. You were there all three years. So when you made it that first year, in your head, what are you thinking? What are you think? What's what's on your mind? Let me just, just start off first by saying I had no idea what major midget was when I was in Bantam. I remember you telling me this. <clears throat> For me, I played hockey, I think, was to get me away from everything else. Like, you know, you're a kid, you don't you don't agree with your parents and whatnot. But I, I think I took that to a whole new level. So I just wanted to play hockey because it was, I loved it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was never like, ooh, what can I do? What can I do? So when I remember still, Kevin Sab pulls me over in warm-up. Because you remember we had the warm-up and then we got to go off. Wait, is this Bantam, Bantam AAA? Bantam, sorry? Yep, okay, sorry. Yeah. second year. Uh, he pulls me over to the bench and he says, the McDonald's coach is here to see you. And I'm thinking, the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> McDonald's is a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, no, no, the Halifax, the major midget team, they're here to see you. Yeah. So I was like, right on, man. Just continue on with my warm-up. Anyways, I ended up having a hat trick that night. Did which you? was, it just has so happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I might have played out a line with Steve or something. Yeah. So, so anyways, they came to my house, I think the next week. And then that's when it really kind of set in. Like, you know, you got your three, you got this president and the two coaches and you got papers to sign. And technically I think it was legal. Did you early commit? Oh yeah. Oh, did you? I, I think in about November or December of our second year Bantam. Okay. So at the same that's time, early. Manson was right after me, Tanner. Okay. And Dylan King, I think signed before me, which <sighs> I mean, if you're going to, take a chance on Dylan King you're gonna take it now right like yeah so yeah but no man once it's set in it's crazy and you don't really know what to expect yeah and then there's that pressure on you too right whereas you're one of the prospects yeah which I was too stupid to realize which is probably good for me yeah so I just went through the normal it keeps the pressure off you go to tryouts and you're you don't give a shit right so but it was a a mostly sackful team and we weren't very good so at what point did you realize like oh this is kind of a big deal um I don't think I ever really realized until it was over. Really? I think that might have been something that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. It's just like, like I said, like I was obviously playing major midget, but mm. for me it was just playing hockey and hanging out with the boys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is 
still why I play. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, it's why a lot of people. I mean, play. it sets in like game by game. Like you're playing the subways or or Cole Harbor or something yeah. like that. Like the rivalry games. Then all of a sudden, in that moment, yeah, it's huge, right? And like in playoffs and stuff like that. But yeah. I think just going through. Uh, it definitely gave you some confidence, mm-hmm. I think, for sure. I, and I think anybody who I knew in high school probably would say that, too. Cause, oh, definitely. I mean, you went through it, too. So It gives you confidence outside the rink. It does, Like, even sure. with just life. Yeah. Just wearing that McDonald's crest, essentially. Even if you know no one knows what it means. Yeah. Right? For you, it's good, though, right? But I think I don't, Bantam, and, Bantam with us and Bantam now is a lot different. I think it's diluting the game a little bit, if I'm going to give you my personal opinion. Go ahead. Um, just, like, think about it. So, say... You go try out for Bantam, and this is back when we played Bantam minor hockey. So you had Bantam AAA, Bantam AA, Bantam A, Bantam B, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now you have Major Bantam, and that's it, right? So if you don't make Major Bantam, how old are you? 12, 13 years old? Yeah. So there's where your career ends. Nobody is going to want to try and make, especially kids these days, yeah. you know what I mean? You don't make the team, and you're like, well, whatever then. Then so that's then, not fair. So then you're ruining hockey at 13 instead of in midget. Where you had the midget AAA, you had high school, which was which is obviously still around, and the midget AAA just came back. But you know, you don't make it as a 15 year old. You're like, well, man, I got two more years. I right? can still do it. But and now, when you're 12 and 13, you don't know how to handle that. It's, you know what I mean? It's different. I totally agree. So when you don't make it in Bantam, like I know if I wouldn't have made it in Bantam, Bantam major or whatever it is, then I'd been like, well, maybe there's no yeah. hope for me. You know, right off yeah. that bat. So that's yeah. why I think it's diluting the game a little bit. But at the same time, it's it's breeding on the other yeah. side of the fence. It's breeding, yeah. you know, hockey players that are, are going far, and I think we can see that in today's NHL. When you're at that age, all you really care about is how many A's are on your, your track suit. Are you AAA? Are you AA? Who are these people? Who are you playing with? And you're right. If you don't make a, a certain top level when you're at that age, it affects you mentally as a kid, and you think you're not going to be able to do anything. And you're you think your life's over. You're not those thoughts like that at that age. You know, like exactly. Most people can't now, right? It's either yeah. like you fail and... It's over. There's either the, the people that are like, all right, well, I'm I'm going to do it next time or, well, that's it. Yeah. You know, there's no really in between, I don't find. No, it's you're right. It shouldn't be that at Bantam. There should be no major Bantam. It should, you know, AAA, AA, it should be that. But putting major Bantam, they get their own dressing rooms now, I'm pretty yeah. sure, too. Well, so that the whole, their whole claim to fame is they want to, to breed like the junior hockey players, right? Like life on the road, being able to juggle school and, and playing hockey, which is fair. Okay, can I say something? Here's a quick fact for everybody that thinks junior hockey and school line up they don't it's not that's not a thing they don't say make sure your grades are above a c or a b and then you can play there you don't need any of that shit no if you want to go the ncaa route yeah maybe your grades need to be a little bit better but junior hockey like if you think if there's parents listening to this right now and you're telling your kids and you might believe it that the mooseheads need to be have they, they need to have a c average Get the fuck out of your dreamland. They don't need to do anything. They need to put pucks in the net, mm-hmm. and they need to produce points. They don't. There's no schooling involved. I remember we, when we were in junior hockey, we had to go to schools and tell kids, yeah, you know, you got to keep your grades up. You got to do this. Yeah, stay in school stay while in we're school. not in it. <laughs> it's that's a it's a one of the biggest lies in hockey. Well, in, in junior A is a little different. Like I know with the mooseheads and stuff, like they, you know, they obviously want you to go to school and, they want and there's payment. Like they'll pay for you and stuff like that. But in junior A, it's I mean, they just want you at the rink. Like, you can't work or anything like that. I yeah. remember I had a job in junior A when I played. And, I mean, obviously I loved it because I had money, but no one else worked. And I missed practices because they're at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And then you don't play on the weekend because you didn't go to practice, yeah. right? So you can't really do anything, I find, in junior no. A. And they don't really give a shit. Like, it's not like if you have a guy in grade 12, they're not like, make sure you go to class. or like, we're leaving for Woodstock today. Yeah. 
we need you on the bus at 6 a.m. or whatever, yeah. right? So, so you're right. They like, I mean, obviously, today's game. There's a lot more people that choose the NCAA route, just I think because the knowledge is there. Absolutely. And you can see it, right? Like you just go on the internet and search D3 fucking hockey schools, and yeah. you can send yourself or send them an email of a video of yourself to every school, and yeah. at some point you might get a call. Yeah. Right. When we played, you know, it was like unless you were heard of, like Steve. Mm-hmm then fuck you. You know what I mean? Essentially. Try and do it yourself, right? Yeah. So, and I think Junior A is also looked at as kind of like the last hurrah for people, right? Whereas yeah, it's not. It's not at you all. You know what I mean? It just depends when you get there. Like if yeah. you're coming down from the queue at 20, then yeah, it's, it's probably going to be your last hurrah. But if you're coming up at 16 yeah. and you just want to play against a higher caliber, mm-hmm. like I remember Nosey did that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that pretty much breeded him for later on in life, right? Yeah. Like. But there's it's just there's so many different routes you can take nowadays. It's insane. Yeah, I love the route that uh, that Wiggy took. Yeah, love that. Where did he play? In Plymouth. Like that's that's you're uh, talking about Andrew Wiggy. Andrew, right? yeah, not Andrew. Wigginton. No, not Andrew. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I love that route. Same with Brody. Went down to Buff. He's still playing. Well, he just last year just finished. The guy's he's yeah. like 22, 23 now. Brody. He's still playing. I if I had to redo it again, I probably would have went that route. I said the same thing. Same with Sonia. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, he was a late, he was a late bloomer though. Like yeah. I remember, even in, when he played in Bridgewater, man, he was still like five eight, mm-hmm. hundred fifty pounds, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he grew into this fucking bear. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, they got good genes, I think, over there in the Sanye family. Yeah, I might I, I'm trying to get Jill house. on here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't asked her, but I played on her line in novice. That's my only. Uh, <laughs> She's probably better than you then. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I won't lie. I mean, she'll probably laugh at this too. Like, I I didn't even realize she was a girl until <laughs> probably halfway through the season. My dad was like. Man, that the girl on your team's really good, eh? And I was like, <laughs> "What? Really?" Yeah. And like it did, like I didn't care. Like it yeah. wasn't like I was searching. Yeah. For that, she was fucking yeah. good. And I that's had, awesome. Right? I had that moment in junior high hockey against her. Remember Morgan Mullen? No. From Yarmouth. Oh, Montana the long hair, the long hair, Nike. Legitimately looked like a girl. Nike Lemieux helmet. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I beat him in the novice hawk shootout. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a girl in the final with me, which was. Yeah. Whatever. You don't really think much of it at yeah. that point, but my dad's like, "No, man, that's a guy." And with a guy name like Morgan, yeah, I mean, it could go either way, right? 50, like fifty. Did I should have just paid attention to the name Jill, maybe, and it would have <laughs> been right. But you're five and six, you don't really care. Did that Mullen guy ever go anywhere? Uh, I think he ended up playing like a D three school somewhere. Yeah, so I know he played was... for a year, a little bit with Wig there in Yarmouth. Oh, did he? But that's what really that's what your original comment was. Was he went to Plymouth? Oh yeah. He uh, went to Yarmouth. And I think that kind of opened up the doors, right? Like, it all kind of depends where you're at. Mm-hmm. Like, Laura, I think it was Lori Barron that had the connections down in Plymouth from one of the Ross brothers going down or something. Interesting, and, okay. But he, he searched it out. It wasn't like they came to him. Yeah. He just, for which some you have reason, to do sometimes. And that's exactly right, which is, I mean, a testament to him, I guess. But I, I went down there a few times, and I don't know why people wouldn't want to go there. It's a great place. Well, their hockey team's wicked. Yeah. It's, you know, it's basically the biggest priority school in the States. Is it? Oh my god! So he's does he have a girlfriend? Does he? Yeah. Now? Well, when he was in school. When he was in school, yeah, he did. Oh, okay. Not now though, right? They're <laughs> oh, are they? They're sorry. different ends. Sorry, but, but, sorry, Wig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sh- yeah, well, if he's listening, he's probably sleeping. So. <laughs> what are we talking? Oh yeah, well, hey, that's uh, yeah, the the hockey route compared to the the NCAA route compared to the junior route. Yeah, I don't really have much for uh, experience on the route because my. Uh, my road stopped in junior A, which is whatever. I yeah. just didn't want to go to school. And if you think about it, there's uh we had a good career. There's a lot of kids out there that that stop way shorter oh than God. us. And even the fact that we had a career, we had a 
we 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 played a, a good level of hockey. There was buses, dressing rooms, fans, autographs, crowds. This is yeah, great. It was pretty much as close to to what you dream of that you, like for most people to get to. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, I, it's I never wanted to like. I wasn't like, oh, I need to go to the gym today because I want to go to the NHL. I was like, mm-hmm. sick man, I got practice today. You know? Yeah. Or like, sick, we got a game and. Campbellton Woodstock yeah. Miramichi this weekend. Those road trips to Miramichi. Oh. Yeah, you don't know road trips until you take the pink bus, bud. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the. Let's, well, actually, can oh. we talk? Can we talk about the? Do we want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the pink bus or do you want to talk about the branch through the bus? Well, those are two different years. The the branch through the bus is is when the major er, during major midget. Can we? Okay, you tell the story. So we're you were on the team, aren't you? I wasn't no, on the weren't. team. Okay, so I remember I was laying in the back, with Steve Shea, and I think this might have been. Kirk's first year with us. Okay. So, anyways, you remember Val Carche, the tubing place in Quebec? No. It's like a ski resort, but it's for tubing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We so went we're there one year. we're pulling in there, and the bus driver in that tournament had already run into a yellow pole on one of the parking lots, and I had chirped the bus driver. I'm like, Bussy. I'm like, oh, pole, right? But he had already hit it. So, anyways, Steve and I, I think we probably got shittered the night before when you're not supposed to, but yeah. we were snoozing on the bus, very back seat of the bus, right? Huge vets. And uh, all of a sudden, we wake up to glass all over, like, psh, all over us. And we're like, what the? Like, I just woke up out of a dead sleep and was like, there's the tree. Because <laughs> it was literally sticking through the back of the fucking bus, so man. So backed up into a tree. Oh, yeah, he didn't. And, and, like, it wasn't like he slowed up and, like, crept and then finally came through. He just backed right up and fucking through it went. You know what I mean? So that was what I woke up to. So I yelled at the bus driver, there's the tree. And so everybody laughed, right? And he was all pissed off. And I had to talk to the talk to him after and apologize. You have to say shit. sorry to him. Yes. Who made you apologize? I don't remember, man. I don't, I was just like, sorry. See ya. Fuck off. You know, <laughs> like it's not my fault. You hit the tree. You dummy. You're supposed to be driving this thing safely. Wait. So you hit the tree in Quebec? In Quebec. So how? So the whole ride home, did you fix garbage it? bag on the back of the bus? <laughs> the whole time. Like picture it, you know. And you know Stevie Shea is a snap show, right? So he was losing it in the back seat. And we would just give it to Bussy all the time. Be like, heads up, there's trees coming, shit like that. So so that was I mean, that was interesting. That's like a fourteen hour ride with a garbage bag just blowing in the wind. Hung over. Sixteen oh. years old. Fifteen years old. That is terrible. Man, some of these bus drivers, that's another great part of hockey. Bus drivers. They are a different breed. Yeah, they're like goalies. We had a bus driver once come up to us in uh Campbellton. He was like a new guy, and he started. He thought he thought he was the he thought he was a coach. Like he started talking to Troy. He's giving him game plans. Like here, I've been watching your team. Here should be on the power play. Anyways, second intermission, Troy's in the room. He's like yelling, "We're we are, we're having a terrible game," and uh, the dressing room's like open. Not the door's closed, but there's no lock, so we, anyone could walk in. So everyone's sitting there. Second intermission, Bussy comes in the room. And oh, just man. sits down next to, because you know how the goalies are kind of at the end. He just comes down, sits next to the goalie. Troy's mid-speech. He just, he did, he did the double take. He did like, what the, what the fuck? What? He, it got quiet for like three seconds. And Troy was just like, what are you doing? Get, get out of here. Yeah, like that's a big time no-no. Jimbo would have <laughs> that guy, bud, and went to jail oh, for God. it, you know? So then he leaves. And then the whole team, we just start laughing our asses off. And I remember we were down in the game. We were down like 4-2 oh, against Campbellton, believe it or good. not. Never good being down at oh, Campbellton Oh, Jesus back Christ. And, uh, and we ended up winning the game. And I think it was because of Bussy came in the room. I was, just, it was completely one of those changed it for you guys, Completely eh? changed Because everyone was pissed off in the room. And as soon as he left, everyone just bursted out laughing. Bussies, man. Bussies, yeah. So we, in Bridgewater, we had the uh, same bus driver every time. I think he owned the company. Okay. 
But it was a funny situation because every other team, wherever they the team was, that's where they lived. Well, we were in Bridgewater. Say that again, sorry. Say that again. So, like, if you played in Woodstock, you lived in Woodstock. Yeah. You know, oh, okay, I mean, okay, Dieppe, okay. So Yarmouth, just drive so home. on and so okay. forth. Yeah. In Bridgewater, we all lived in Halifax. Did you? So we had to bus to fucking home games. Oh. So you have bus legs no matter what. With that being said, though, you, you, you know, I mean, you adjust to it. But anyways, we took this tiny pink bus, and I think this specific year, Jimbo had like 24, 25 guys in the roster, so people are in and out, too many 20s, shit like that. And this bus might have held 17 people. I spent, I, I would say, oh man, I can't even think of how many times I had to stand the whole way to Bridgewater on the way to a game. That being said, I probably played the least out of everybody, but still, I had to stand. And I wasn't the only person. You know what I mean? You got like your 20s and your stars that sit. That's like an hour and a half Yeah, ride. on a, the pink bus. Pink bus, too. You roll on a pink bus? The pink you think bus anybody is... anybody scared of you? No. <laughs> Rolling into a sh- on a shitty ass bus to your home game, so I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought you all lived out in Bridgewater. No, man, not once. Not till after my second year, they started to live in Bridgewater. I just because we were an expansion team, right? Like I just don't think the resources were quite there yet. Oh, and I also I don't know. Jimbo was coaching it and managing it, so who knows, right? Nobody will ever know. I can't believe that. Yeah, that's terrible. So you meet at the forum at like two o'clock to drive to Bridgewater. And I then remember get on the bus that. and go home. Now that I think about it, because we played you and we met at the form, the Halifax Lions days. Yeah, and we're leaving with you. Yeah, that makes so much sense now. I remember <laughs> that. I was like, why the fuck are they here? And the thing didn't lock. We lost so many bags on the highway. Like, we'd get calls being like, oh, we found one of your guys' bags on Roby Street. Or like, and we're like, what the fuck? Why? Because the thing underneath the didn't work? The bus was probably the first bus ever made. Oh, my God. Like, it was like driving a smart car like in comparison for those listening it's the pink bus was like uh it's like a tourism bus is that fair yeah i think it's like small town tours or something and that's what they stuck us on it almost looked like a double decker bus but pink and cut in half brutal it was absolutely brutal yeah and i've never heard people complain more like that would fuck you up on the way to games like you know people that were shook by routines and like superstitions oh yeah definitely you're sitting there going like i can't get a seat or you know i'm fuck two hour bus ride i'm on this little thing and the seats were small no bathroom. No bathroom. No bathroom. Oh, yeah. So you want to take it? Was there a lot of piss drugs? I don't know. I think we just all wore good nights. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. It was pretty bad. That just made me think of a Jimbo story, though. He was uh, he was known for his his relentlessness on the refs. I mean, I'm sure you've heard him yell. Oh, yeah. Even the players. I'm going to rip off a couple of lines that he always used to say. Uh, Make a fucking call, tomato face. Uh <sighs> Come on, pencil neck. Are you fucking? I can't say the sec- the word. You guys know what it is. Uh, <laughs> what else would he say? Oh man, just some of the stuff he came up with. Man, you're like I consider myself to be a good chirper. Yeah, that guy's on a whole another level, man. Oh, well, he's been doing it for his whole life. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Forty decades. I remember we were when he was coaching in Amherst. We were up in Amherst, and uh, oh, he was jungle. in warm up. It was during warm up. He's on the bench, and I'm out kind of by the red line stretching, and he yells at me. He goes, "Hey, Belanger." The game plan is to take your fucking head off. I'm there, an eight, 19-year-old kid, just, what the fuck, what? Even if it wasn't true, that's going to fuck you yeah, up. Yeah, I'm just bit, like, you know? the game plan is to take my head off. Not to mention he probably had nine fighters in the lineup. Oh, the Amherst was another rink that was just insane. I remember at the first, second intermission at one game, they had a raffle draw for a, a washer and dryer. And they brought, they, they, you know what they did? They had to bring the washer and dryer out into the middle of the ice. No. Because no one would believe them. Like, really? I'm going to win a washer and dryer? So what they did, they brought the rolly thing 
they rolled this washer and dryer out to center ice. And the idiot that rolled it out took it off the, the, off the, uh, the, the, dolly? the dolly. So it's out there. They're doing the draw. They're spinning the bingo wheel. They pick out the number. It's like, all right, 34. And then someone yells, hey, 34, whatever. 34. Yes. So now they have to take the washer and dryer out off the center ice. But they can't, they can't wedge it up. Because they already took it off. It keeps slipping. It keeps slipping. So they, they can't get it back onto the dolly to take it off. So there's an hour delay to get this washer and dryer off the middle of the ice in Amherst. Why couldn't they just push it? It's on ice. Yeah, I guess they could have. Get somebody on skates with a little leverage. I don't know, because the washer and dryer is heavy. Maybe and they don't want to push it. I Amherst, yeah. They don't call it the jungle for nothing. That was a great rink, man. I, it well, sucks the for the goalies. Great. The That's goal- another, another rink I've been kicked out of by law enforcement. A lot of law enforcement. Well, when I got, I got kicked off the team that year for jumping in the crowd and trying to fight the Picto mascot. And uh, so I used to wear my tracksuit and I drive around with camera. I just go to all the games and we get in for free. Right? Nice. So I'm sitting in Amherst and I'm having to chew up in the stands. and I'm, I'm not bothering anybody. You know what I mean? I'm just sitting there minding my own, kind of trying try and stay low key because I don't want people to know I'm, I got gassed, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting there and the security guard comes up and he says, uh, I'm going to have to ask you to take that. Oh, you can't chew tobacco in here. And I'm what? thinking, I said, well, well, who says? He says, the sign. I said, well, <laughs> signs don't fucking talk. So how was I supposed to hear them? So he's like, no, nope, take it out and made this huge scene. Me being me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm like, okay, there's fucking 500 people around. How can I make this into a scene? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, no problem. You win. Anyways, I put it back in when he walked away and he see me and he comes over and tells me to take it out. So I take it out and same thing, a couple more times. And then I was like, finally, like, fuck this. I was starting to get a rise out of the fans, kind of. Okay. Every time he come over, they'd be like, "Ooh." Yeah. So I started to put my tongue in my lip. Yeah. And just pretend <laughs> just that I was chewing, yeah. and I'd be pretending to spit. Yeah. So he'd come over, and I'd just go like that, like open my lip for him. Yeah. And be like, "You're wasting your time, buddy. Like, I know you're just trying to do your job, but take your ten dollars an hour elsewhere." You know? Yeah. 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 And I did it, and did it, and didn't. He kept coming over, and kept coming over, and then he says he's calling the cops on me. And I says, oh, yes, I imagine they're going to just come fucking running here for some guy having to chew in the Junior A rank, right? But they did. I was walking what down. What town was this, sorry? Amherst. Okay. So, and I, I should have probably told you this, but I was pretty drunk. Okay. Yeah, you said so, it. So, I'm drinking Johnny's moonshine. Oh, boy. Fairy moonshine. So, anyways, I'm walking down in behind the benches, and sure enough, cop walks in the back door. And, like, they must have gave him my description, which is pretty bang on if you see me. And they just, like, I didn't get arrested or anything like that, but they were just, like, they asked me to, to leave and go, and I had to pretend that I wasn't drunk and had to go get in my car. I didn't go anywhere, but I was like, all right, I'm leaving. And I got in the car, and they took off, and I just got out and went back in the rink. Bunch of hillbillies that have nothing to do. That's just, what that is. I was just like, I'm not harming anybody, bro. Like, it's not like I'm spitting on the floor or on, like, your wife or something like that. I'm spitting in a bottle. I haven't said shit because I'm blackout drunk. Honestly, they're probably still talking about that story because nothing happens in a town like that. They probably still talk about it today. Remember that guy that was chewing? Yeah, that idiot. Um, something similar happened to me actually when I was with the Mooseheads. Not a big deal. <laughs> Spitting chiclets. Sorry, I can't be saying that. Um, and I was a healthy scratch, which is pretty common. And uh, I was up in the stands. It was in Quebec. And the other guy that was a healthy scratch, I'm not going to mention his name, but he got hammered in the stands. It was a call up. So he was just like me. And uh, <laughs> he got hammered in the stands. And on the, I don't, even, I don't even know if I can fucking tell this story. Why? Because maybe someone will know who it is because it's not... Who gives a shit? It's like 10, 15 years ago. What are they going to do? Yeah, I guess Chase so. them down. Right. Hey, remember that time 15 years ago? <laughs> You're under arrest. So so it's after the game and we have to like load the skate sharpener on, load all the bags on because we're not playing. We're just we're some bums. So me and the guy who's been drinking, he's hammered. 
everyone knows because he's kind of just. Well, you're at that age. You can't really hide yet. Yeah, you're at that. You, so the co- <laughs> but the coaches they're already on the bus, so they're not really paying attention. Nothing's really. He's he's clear. He's good. He's only gets on the bus. Everyone's showered. Everyone's we're ready to Wait, go. Is he on your team? He's on our team. He's I on the who says with us. What? Yeah. You know the story? Yeah, I know who it is, but yeah. I want to hear the story. Yeah, so you know the story? It is a pretty so. famous story. Yeah. Um, Hockey world, right? It's small. Yeah, I guess so. The world travels fast. And uh, so, you know, we're on the we're on the, the bus, and we're going back to the uh, to the hotel, and everyone's eating their pizza after the game. But you got to remember, this guy has a beer full of belly, like a belly full of beer, excuse me. So we get on the bus. Everyone's eating their pizza. <laughs> and on the way back, you know, it's it's Quebec. The roads aren't that bad, good. It's in the middle of the winter. The, it's a little bit bumpy. You got to remember, all these French guys—they have their long pea coats, so they're all dressed up to the nines, and they got their long pea coats down to the floor. So the guy that's been drinking pretty heavy, he's sitting out in the aisle, but he's right behind me, so I, I know and I know what he's been doing all day. So I'm just kind of waiting for something to happen. Yeah, oh yeah, and you can smell it off him, right? No you can dose. smell this. Three, two, one, throw up everywhere, all oh. over the guy's pea coats, everywhere, just. The bus stinks. And remember, we're not going back to Halifax tonight. We're going to the hotel in the morning. We're going back to the to the to Halifax. So we get back to the to the hotel. Everyone knows what's up. Everyone knows. So yeah, your teammates, right? Every, everyone knows. Them, so. Yeah, you're not going to snitch. Hopefully, on them. no one sees. But it's pretty obvious, exactly. So the next morning, I get a call from Cam Russell, and he's like, "Hey, Justin, what? So what happened?" He calls me. I was like, "Listen, man, I, I really don't know. I didn't see anything. I was with my family because I'm a French guy. My family's there." And I was like, so I didn't say anything. I was just like, I don't know what happened, but it's pretty obvious. I'm pretty sure you know what happened. Anyways, next morning, you know, puke, stinks. Drive oh, back yeah, to Halifax. The whole bus just stinks. Was it, a, it was a goalie, wasn't it? Well, I'm not going to say anything. I know exactly who and, it is. Uh, That's awesome. Probably one of the better stories I've ever come across. Good for him, man. You know, yeah. he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not playing. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to enjoy this. Got a free ticket to a Q Moose. That's pretty or, much all you can do yeah. to handle the French crowds, <laughs> man. Like, they're crazy, right? And I remember so, looking over at him. He's out there with the Quebec fans, like, having a time drinking in the stands. Oh, they probably just, loved him. Oh, they're great. probably buying him beer so he would get in trouble, oh, yeah, right? Because he had the suit on, right? So of he's course, obviously yeah. a player. Suits to away games, eh? Yeah, they, I guess that's it, the real deal. Bobby, uh, what's his, Bobby Smith? He, he he's always to the nines with those. Well, that guys. makes sense. We're not allowed to grow beards and stuff like that, but that's you're breeding professionals, yeah. right? Yeah, that's funny. That not you, that year <laughs> that you say that though, because uh, that was one of the things Jimbo used to get pissed off me about. They try to make us wear a shirt and tie on the bus for home games. Yeah. So my my thoughts behind it are okay. So I'm there two two and a half hours before anybody gets there. Okay. I'm getting off the bus for an hour and a half. Yeah. First of all, am I going to want to wear a fucking suit? No. On this sweaty-ass bus having to stand? No. No. Second of all, is anybody going to see me not wearing a suit? No. No. And when then you leave after the game, yeah. there might be the odd super fan and a couple fans that want yeah. autographs, but not from me. Yeah. Are they going to see you not wearing a suit? God, no. So no. why does it matter? And they don't care. You're even. the one that it put us in this position. Yeah. I'm not wearing a fucking track suit. Yeah. Or I'm not wearing a suit. Yeah. So I wear a track suit, yeah. which I didn't have because he wouldn't give me one. I had to steal it. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus. And... Uh, so then I, even in junior B though when I played I was like I'm not wearing a suit I refuse to wear a suit yeah if you make me wear a suit I'm not playing yeah now in junior you A you said that, was that easy. to him to the junior B coach yeah well yeah because like I'm not trying to be cocky yeah I'm just like, I was going to help out if I was playing you yeah. know what I mean I wasn't yeah. going to score yeah. 10 goals but I'll be a yeah. but I'll yeah. be I'll a be factor a, yeah, at some yeah, point yeah, you yeah. know what I mean and he was just like well whatever but that's yeah. junior B is a whole new world and I, I'm, we'll save that for another day but it just Talk. made me uh I think it was a Jimbo story that I just no, she's gone now. So Tommy has some incredible stories from the Bay Ducks. Oh, the, you ever hear the Chris Start story? 
I th- maybe you ever see uh semi-pro and when the guy walks in he's like you probably all hate this guy and been punched by him a couple times remember that scene from semi-pro i with, do yep well, and i know who you're talking about and, and it's just it's like essentially true. that's what happened with chris start like the coach comes in he's like listen guys i know a lot of you guys hate this guy and he's been probably punched most of you guys in the face but uh, he's gonna help our team a lot and then he just comes in the room <laughs> can you imagine i would be like come on coach oh man. don't say that shit what was I just going to tell you, man? She fucking slipped my mind. I got to piss. Can you hold the podcast for like 30 seconds? Hold I'll, it. I'll put... No, I can't hold it. Can you do it? What do you mean? Can you hold... Can you do the podcast? What are, uh, hold, the, hold it down. Can yeah, you hold it down? That's what I'm doing right All now. Right. Just tell a story. I'll be right back. I'll tell, I'm going to tell them a funny story that I have of you that you might be able to hear while you're in there. Yeah, yeah. So we're playing... Uh, I remember it was at the Civic and... Uh, where were we playing? Belanger was a little bit of a pretty boy when we played, right? He was well put together. He was a good-looking kid, right? Whereas, you know, I wore sweatpants with holes in them and maybe unmatched sneakers. So, anyways, we're walking out for a game. I think it was Bantam. When you use that blue Sherwood. Anyways, we're walking out and uh, and Belly's mom is, is hanging over the bars at the Civic. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, did he, what happened? What are you saying? I'm, t- I'm telling the story about one time. He, um, just listen. Okay. You'll know. So, right. we're walking out of the Civic, going out. And we're all fired up. I think we're playing Sackville in a pretty big game. And uh, Belly's mom's leaning over the bars, and she goes, I love you, buddy. Oh, boy. And he was uh, he just kind of looked at me. He goes, Mom, not right now. <laughs> and we were all just like, oh, my God, man. I, I remember Tommy's reaction was the funniest. He was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? But it's like, what are you going to do? It's not like you have to tell her before the game, Mom, don't come down. But it's just like – it's. You know, well, your mom wasn't the only person that did things like that, you know? <laughs> it I sounds tell you very one thing, accurate. The only thing my dad ever said was shut up, so <laughs> I was yelling at the refs or something. <laughs> I remember the years we played Bantam. We had, even though, we, how many games did you say we played? 92? No, I was in Pee Wee. Pee Wee, how many games? Uh, we were 82 and 10, so 92. Um, so remember, we played 92 games, but we didn't, we didn't even talk about practices. So we were probably practicing four times, three times a week, and then one time a week at Lealgies, which is like an off-ice workout Which thing. you talked about last week. That place is so funny. Oh, my God. Is it still there? Uh, I, I, the building is there. I don't know. I remember my buddy Freilich's brother bought it, and I don't know if he uses I think it's still there, though. I Like last I heard. It's essentially a workout place in a... Bar, See, like it sounds like a place I would want to go now. It, it honestly, you know it's, I mean? it sounds a like bar, a you can smoke yeah, in there and yeah, stuff like that. It sounds like a great place to go. It's a man. I used to hate that place. It's probably like a dive bar. You know, it is a dive bar. Oh yeah, I want to clarify something from last last uh, last week's episode. Spencer, yeah, go ahead. With the fight he was talking about at the BMO League. Oh yes. Do you want to do you want to bring up the story? So for those that didn't listen. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know, last week's was it last week? Last, last week, guest last week. we had anyway, Spencer Cameron. He uh, he plays for the a team in the BMO League that I play in and he was talking about how he got there the other night and I was being escorted out by the cops or not by the cops sorry by the uh by the refs because I had just gotten in a fight um he he thought that I was just trying to spark the boys which uh I don't know if it did or not but that wasn't my intentions this is I'm going to clarify the story for you this guy had been all over me and and you got to understand in beer league for you guys that play if you you know, are a little bit better than some of the older guys and stuff like that. They kind of take liberties on you as far as like their sticks and stuff like that. So, anyways, this guy had just been giving it to me all game, and I just, I just smile because I really just don't give a shit. And like, I'm just trying to play hockey because I like it. No, I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. And this guy's whacking me off, face off. He's cross checking me, and I don't wear gear. You know what I mean? I got a helmet with no visor. I don't wear a cup. No shoulder pads. That's the worst part about pickup hockey, by the way, is players that don't know how to play that ruin it for everyone. That and that's the thing. And you can visibly tell that this guy has not played at a higher level, which is fine. But just 
fuck off. You know what I mean? So anyways, he's cross-checking me and he's wearing a cage, which is even worse. And he's mouthing off telling he's going to beat the shit out of me. And I like the whole time I just smile, laugh. I'm like, okay, buddy. And then I finally, after one two-hander, I said, listen, one more and I'm going to fucking kill you. Like it'll be the last thing you do tonight. Maybe this week. (laughs) And I was like, and you're wearing a cage. So until you take it off, then shut up. (laughs) So this guy's yapping, yapping, yapping. So finally I just grab him by the cage, skating to the bench. I just drag him. All the way to the bench. We both get penalties. And the guy is fucking losing it, man. You want to see grown men hissy fits? Yeah. Go to a beer league game. (laughs) This guy is screaming at me in the box like, there's tons of hockey left, buddy. You better keep your head up when you're out there. All this shit. And I'm just looking at him, just smiling. I'm like, whatever. I don't give a shit. So anyways, we get out of the box, line up for a face-off. They drop the puck. He two hands me. Right off the draw. Two hands you wear? Across the ankles. Great spot, might I add. You know, if you're going to two hand somebody off the face-off, that's the spot. No padding. No so I'm like, all right. I literally let it go. I let it go. I went down. So I was a little bit pissed off at this point. So I turned my game up a little bit. So I went down. I still remember it. I tried to go through both defensemen on the same same play. And the goalie covered it. And I kind of snowed him a little bit by mm-hmm. accident because I had nowhere to go. So mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of going, my bad, brother. Like, yeah. obviously, I didn't want to snow you. And I look over the corner of my eye. And this guy jets in from the blue line and tries to hip check me across the knee. Like, he dropped real low to try and take me out but you're you're at a complete stop so oh, he's man, just I'm trying to run you know what i mean i'm done with the play like and he's and i still hadn't done anything from what he was doing so literally i snapped and i said to my buddies like that's 26 years worth of anger because i've never like you've never seen me do that shed my gloves and go after somebody no, no. that wasn't my job no that's what i did i went to go cross check him in the face and for some reason i thought i dropped my stick then i dropped my gloves i ripped his cage off and i just started beating him like <sighs> it wasn't I, I wasn't like a slaughter or anything like that i didn't get too, like too many punches in before i got jumped yeah. right but uh, was there refs? Oh yeah, and but that was the funny thing. The ref was like, he, like he deserved that 100. percent You know, like I let him do two games worth of hacking and slashing and cross checking me in the ribs. Like I'd be skating by the net and he would just clean me. You just no had a reason. boiling point. I had a point, yeah. and it was funny too because I I wish someone would have been videotaping when I was chirping him because it probably sounded like I was bawling my eyes out like yeah. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, I didn't give a shit after. So that would have been the point. Spencer was seeing me come off. Yeah, this guy's still fucking yapping at me off the ice, and yeah. I'm like whatever man like i don't even care so i went in got my beer came out and that's when i seen sparky and and bessie right so and they didn't really ask too because i think they might have been too scared to ask me what was going on because i was still like shaking and shit, yeah right? yeah yeah but that was it i just hit a tipping point and and then next game buddy comes back i ripped the cage right out of his helmet both of the screw holes were completely like i terrorized it off. his helmet that's like, a hard rip he came well there's a secret to it when you have your cage ripped off a ton of times you figure out how to do it but he came back next game man he didn't go near anybody he had a brand new helmet with a brand new cage. He didn't say shit, man. And I, was, I honestly didn't even notice him. And, uh, and then he tried to talk to me after the game, which is fine. I'm okay with that because it's... Which says something about his character. I turn the page, right? Like, as soon as I leave those doors, I no longer give a shit. I need mm-hmm. a smoke or something like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. And that's mm-hmm. how it should be. And there's a lot of people that aren't like that. But that I, was just to clarify. Whenever I play pickup hockey with my dad, that's who I only play pickup hockey with. It does suck when you get guys like that because... A lot of the guys haven't played a high level of hockey, so when they watch the NHL and they see the competitive, it's like, I got to do that when next time I'm out there. And it's like, we've been there, we've done that. It's not to brag. I swear to God, I'm not even bragging, but it's just fun to play the game of hockey, to play the game of hockey, not to get into the aggressive side, especially at this age. Yeah, it's like just I, fun to go through the motions, pass the puck, shoot the puck. It's not fun to... Try dangles that you wouldn't try in a game because it's a bit, you know what I mean? Shit like that. Like, it's yeah. stupid. Like, I don't, I don't understand why people care... So well, but much. you know why? Like, it's because they haven't won anything. Probably. They will not. They just haven't competed. That's, yeah. This is their. This is their. I always say to guys, if you want the puck that bad, just ask me. 
Yeah. I'll fucking give it to you because I don't care. Yeah. I'll just get it back. Yeah, exactly. Here, go for a skate. <laughs> yeah, it's a long game, man. Like, that's what I mean. So that was just to clarify that because I, I thought that was pretty funny when I was listening. He was talking about it. Yeah. So it wasn't to spark the boys. However, we did win the series. Did you? With nine guys. I'm actually looking to play some more hockey. So if you're... Uh, Buddy, you let me know. I got like seven leagues on the go. So, so. are you in the BMO? Yeah. So See, yeah, but I there's just, different levels, right? There's yeah, like, there's like the Icemen, then there's the A League, then there's the B League. So what's then, the best league? The A League is, is like 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 Jeff Marchand plays in it, and like Jared Grant and stuff like that. So it's all like you know. Jesus, is there tryouts? Those are some. You'd think there was like, and a lot of that like ex university guys play in that league. Oh like, yeah, like Mitch O'Neill and those boys, right? So I'm trying to I, get Jared on the fucking podcast. Playing a league in East Hants too. It's that's a really good league. I think if we were to make a senior team. Yeah, in Nova Scotia, you'd probably, you could take a few of the players out of that league for sure. It's Jesus. competitive as fuck. So have you played a game in it? The East Dance League? No, the the league, the BMO league, the the high league with Jared and Jeff. No, I uh, for me, I'm not really interested in having to compete day in and day out. So this is this this is like really it's high level. Heated. Like yeah. there's no fighting or anything, but you know how it is. Emotions fly high. When, yeah. Sometimes when you can't control it, right? Like, yeah. but for me, the B division is like I like to go and have a couple beer before the game and yeah. and just like not not have to try yeah. you know float yeah not back check shit like that which is i guess pretty much how i played anyways but so that's why i play that league but the east hands league is is pretty serious oh yeah yeah well it's just it's five teams and we won it the last three years so Did you? they come gunning for you but it's just like the it's just the, the quality's really good you know like andrew oakley like neil Pashkowski, renee george is in the league now like you mm. know what i mean wig alders Stuff like that, right? So the, there's lots of good players. And yeah. that's just two of the teams that I named off. Are you not living out in East Hans? Yeah. You're living out in East Hans? Oh, yeah. So you had to camp you came all the way in from East Hans right now. Yeah, but Oh Jesus, man. I didn't I thought you were still in Fairview. It is an honor. Oh man, thank I'll do you. It tomorrow too. I appreciate you coming <laughs> in. I swear to God, I thought you were right down the road. No, sir. Oh. I, I bounce around. It's hard to keep track, I know. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you for thank coming you. on, buddy. I appreciate that. But yeah, I'm definitely looking to play some more hockey. So if you you know, if you're ever in the I'm not looking to go to East Hans, but if there's anything in the city. Well, everybody comes from the city anyways. Do they? Well maybe so I'll catch a ride. Games are five, six, and seven. No, oh, that's that's not bad. It's yet. before your bedtime, so you're good. Is Wig so Wig still are you living with Wig? No. Is he uh, out there? I live with my girlfriend. Oh, yeah, Lance. Yeah, yeah, I live right yeah. by the rink. And, um, but like, Wig lives the street over. Oh, so does he? It's, it's pretty much where I grew, like, the whole high school career is yeah. where I spent out there, right? So it's pretty funny. Do they, like have, a, do they have a new rink out there in East Because I know there's like a big field, soccer field. Yeah, the dome. They, they have the same rink, but they added a second pad. Okay, so that's what the, it is. The two pads and the dome. Oddly enough, the dome blew down in one of the storms. Did it? <laughs> it's when? Pretty crazy. I was there last year. Yeah, it, it would have been, been this year, three or four months ago, probably. Yeah. It just, I don't know what happens. Got punctured, I guess. They got a nice little rink out there. It's booming out there right now. Is it? I say they're about a Walmart away from being a city, so. <laughs> it's booming out there. <laughs> I'm going to buy some real estate out there. It's, yeah, you, now's the time. Um, Gee, where did you run an hour already? Ah, it's easy. Um, I want to talk about you playing baseball. Okay. I, uh, I envy you. I, I got bored easily playing baseball because when you're younger, no one can hit the ball. Yeah, you got to stick through it. You got to stick through it. How did you stick through it? Uh, you what? Your second base shortstop? Uh, yeah, I'm a pretty much just a middle infielder. But I mean, if you need me to play third or left field or catch or whatever, but that's my main position. I bounce back between short and second. So two things I love about baseball. Uh, one is the the banter. The it, baseball has its hey, own language. Maybe just like hockey has its own language. Baseball has a separate language, which I absolutely love because there's it's so it's such an original language. They don't copy from anyone, and it's, it's just whatever. There's no specific words. It's just noises. Really, I want to learn it. I know I'll never will learn it because I don't play. And the other thing is the uh, is uh, 
are the rules, the heritage, the history, because it's very similar to hockey because uh, hockey has its own set of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Rules, but aren't rules. Unspoken rules. Or, uh, unwritten. Uh, unwritten rules. Yeah. Baseball has the exact there, same there, values. There's even more of it too. So. And I only maybe know two or three of them. So I guess I want to ask you why, uh, how you kind of stuck with baseball. Um, you're very good at it from what I hear and how, you know, what you're doing now with it, why you love it, all that good stuff. <laughs> That's funny, actually. Now I just remembered something. Uh, when I first started baseball, my dad, um, and I was one of those kids that just wanted to play hockey, right? Like, and I guess my dad didn't want me to do that, but he came in my room one morning, and he goes, "Your buddy Frozzle is yeah. having a birthday party down at Piercy's." Okay. Well, it turns out it was fucking tryouts for baseball. So we lied to you. So it wasn't necessarily tryouts. It was like all the kids go and they put you on teams, and then. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, so that's, I, I, you know, I was like, cool, let's do it. Yeah. You know, I liked playing catch with my dad and stuff like that. So why wouldn't I go do this? And so I went down and I remember my very first game, I got plunked in the head, very first at bat. And I was like, nope, fuck that. I'm done. You know what I mean? So I took a couple of years off and then I played in uh, Conroe's, which I don't think is really an organization anymore. Uh-huh. So I played host league pretty much till Bantam. Okay. And, but for me, it was, that led me to hockey. You know what I mean? What so do you mean? instead of like doing nothing after hockey ended, not oh, playing sports and stuff like that. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. That it was good, right? So I still I was still active. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I didn't really love baseball. Mm-hmm. I won't lie at that age because, like you said, it's pretty boring. When mm-hmm. you know, in the infield is good because that's where everybody hits it. But outfield, it's just like I can see how you would think it was boring to play. Mm-hmm. But I just stuck with it. I don't know. Like all a lot of my same buddies that we played hockey with, like the Roskies and and stuff like that. They Tommy, they played ball. Did they? So it was kind of like Stackhouse, you know, Pelham, those boys. I was talking to Jake's dad the other day, actually. And Jimmy, yeah, 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 he's a riot. And uh, so I think it was just basically to lead me to hockey because I remember as soon as baseball ended, yeah, hockey was just starting up. You know what I mean? That's like me with lacrosse. Exactly, yeah. and it's something that didn't really clash. Yeah. Like, I think it's hockey and basketball. I have, but sorry to interrupt you, but are you a believer in that? Were you a fan of these hockey summer schools? Were you? Did no. you like any of that? I went to one hockey school in my life. Totally agree with you. The well, Dow hockey camp, and my dad put me up a level. So I was with, like, the older guys, like Lenahan and, mm-hmm. like, Alders. And Steve, I remember Steve was with me, which probably helped out. But I just, and I, I know a lot of people talk about that now, whether they want people to be two-sport athletes. But it's two different cultures. It teaches you how to, like deal with different scenarios and like you know what I mean you, you could be really good at hockey and that's all you make triple A and you never get talked down to or whatever but then you go to play baseball and you get cut mm-hmm. you know what I mean so I think playing two different sports helped out I mean for the first little bit you're out of shape in hockey but it's like riding a bike you know like you get it back you just hope that it's not too late by the yeah. time you do yeah but I think I was fortunate enough to already kind of be on a team mm-hmm. going into that that it worked out for me right but Playing two sports is awesome. I mean, that's all I have now as far as competing mm-hmm. is baseball. So I'm really glad I did. It's just funny how it started, how dad. Yeah. Because I don't think he thought I would play. You know? Yeah. Dads know how to do it sometimes. They know how to get their way. He had all the tricks, man. He used to cut my stick after every game because I used to stand up straight and I get knocked over all the time. You did have the short stick. Yeah. So he cut like a little bit and then rough the tape up. <laughs> and he would teach me places to slash people and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Crazy bastard. That's so funny. Um. Yeah, what position, sorry, do you play? Now I'm a second baseman. Second baseman. I played uh, in junior, I played third. Canada Games, I played third. Mm. And then when I went to senior, I played short. And then we got a nasty shortstop from Ontario. So I moved over to second. Where do you guys play out of Dartmouth, correct? Yeah, Beasley Field. Um, If you want to hear the banter, come to a game, man. Oh, I absolutely will. It's outrageous in those games. And then the Pelham team plays at the Commons? Yeah. So you guys play against them? Oh, yeah. See, I'm uh, going to have to come watch a game I mean, it's good baseball, right? When uh, when Tom and I were out in Vancouver, the van, the uh, 
Blue Jays A team, the Vancouver Canadians. Yep. They played out there. Probably some of the oh, great baseball, but just it's just a great atmosphere. Get a bag of seeds, get a beer, you sit down. That's the one thing I also love about baseball is that it's just uh, I don't I don't even know how to explain it. It it's, it, it it almost connects with you on a whole nother level. Yeah, chill, it, just right? for some people, hockey at least. you're on the edge of your seat. Baseball you're just kind of like letting things unfold. and yeah. drinking your beer, right? It's it's just a little more chill atmosphere. But people definitely like it a lot more live than on TV, which I get. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Like, it's it is a different atmosphere. I mean, there's music bumping at all times. Mm-hmm. People are chatting. You yeah. know what I mean? There's so many different things going on. Yeah, and it's long, right? I mean, you can get crushed at a game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> MLB games are fun, though. But the the Canadians, that would be fun to see because then in a few years, you're probably going to see a couple of the guys up in the show, right? Like, it's not like our league. All of yeah. a sudden, you see me in the MLB. I'll be there <laughs> next year playing, so. How many? How old do the guys play up in your league? It's senior. You play as long as you want? Yeah, there's no, like, we had a guy, an absolute legend, Greg West, play, and he just stopped, I think, two years ago, and he was in his mid-40s. Did he? Wow. And he was, man, he still, he could still play. He That's just crazy. He decides to stop, right? Like, he had four four home runs in one game, I think. Did like you? 45 years old. That's incredible. Um, bench clearing brawls. I love that in baseball. Have you have been a part of any? At my very first game with uh, the senior team, when I, I Your was. very first. See, I played underage junior, so I was midget age playing junior, and then in playoffs, the draw, I like to call players up for playoffs, right? So, pinch run or just in case. How so old are you? I would have been 17. Okay. And at that point, I was probably five years younger than the, than the oldest, the next youngest guy. Okay. And I, I, it's funny that you asked that because my very first game, and I, I don't, I don't know anybody yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know what's going on. I'm just kind of there in my uniform. Yeah. And I'm reaching in my bag for my tin. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I, I look over and everyone's gone. <laughs> I look out and there's a huge fight on the field. So like, I'm like, oh shit. So I just kind of like mosey on out and just you just grab somebody, right? But that yeah. was that's happened. I've had a few in junior against Quebec, two in one game. Um, I've never actually been in an altercation myself. Okay. Maybe I'm too soft. I don't know. But it, well, yeah, it's usually isn't it usually between the pitcher and the catcher? It all or no, the pitcher depends. and the batter. It goes back to that unwritten rule kind of thing. Like you, you know, I don't know if you know this, but in warm up, the pitcher will like tell his catcher what pitch he's throwing yeah yeah like yeah. fastball curveball shit like that well, yeah. we had a pitcher doing that to us during the game so that's just like the big thing in baseball is respecting the game uh-huh. which i've learned a lot more over the last couple of years yeah i'd imagine but um so when when guys are doing that i mean it pisses you off because I mean, if he tells you he's throwing a fastball and you know it's a fastball mm-hmm. and you still can't hit it mm-hmm. i mean you're fucking pissed off yeah so we would just try and do other things like like for me i would try and slide into second base and try and kill somebody like you know try I mean? to kill the second like breaking baseman. up the second or breaking up the double play like yeah. for me it's not breaking it up it's how can we kill somebody so yeah. one of my buddies slid with his feet way up and got yeah. a guy in the chest so the bench is cleared has that ever happened to you has everyone ever like slid into you to try to stop the double play because you're a yeah, second baseman right? all the time right but yeah. i i don't know it all depends like the only, the only time you really get killed is if it's a very last second like Oh shit! Like bang bang yeah. at second base, but if I I protect myself, yeah, I'm able to throw standing still. I think, so I stand behind the base, right? But they change the rules a little bit. But aren't you supposed to like jump over the guy? You that's what they teach you as far as like your basic skill. Mm-hmm. But like I'd like you know I can't fucking catch the ball, tap yeah. second, jump over a guy and throw it first. Some I'm of the, the plays pros. they make in the MLB are just like I don't what? Even understand. Oh my god! A lot of it's I think a lot of it's cheating too. Like they're just so good at picking up where the ball is in the zone. So if he swings, he's gonna hit it here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. If you think about it, I just don't understand how guys hit, like that Otani guy. All his pitches move four feet. Oh, that Asian guy. I would just stand there. Is the am I? Yeah, the, the guy the, on from the Anaheim. Yeah, he's yeah. Japanese, but Japanese. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, 
I want what did I, oh yeah the um, the dugout not the dugout the the mount when all the players come to the mount and like they have to change or, like the pitcher comes or the catcher comes and talks to the to the catcher what I've always wondered what's being said even sometimes the manager will come out yeah mound visit Matt what's a mound visit well a mound visit from the coach is just something like how you feeling because I coach too right so it's like how you feeling what are you thinking on this guy just kind of, almost to slow it down that's I've always wondered in baseball about that. it's like Unless you see something like if the guy's aching or something like that, then you're you're gonna want to run out. But it's just like if they got back to back to back to back singles and like mm-hmm. you're just like fuck. So you go and slow it down, right? For the pit, the pit catcher, a lot of times will go out and just tell them with the guy on second base. It happens a lot too. So if they're picking up signs, yeah. So he'll go out and say, you know, we're gonna throw a fastball away here, yeah, and we won't give a sign, right? So then it's okay. there's so many different scenarios, man. And then you bring the infielders in if you're going over like bunt defense or a specific play because this guy's known to do this or whatever, right? Like, there's just so many variables involved in the in the visits that you just don't know. Anyone ever tell any jokes? Anyone come up to the mound and be like, hey, you guys here? Like, just to kind of lighten the mood? I, I like to do that when I go out as a coach. Mm-hmm. Depending on, like, if we're in the finals, bottom of the seventh, I'm not going to come out and say, yeah. it's a stupid joke, right? Yeah. Like, but if it's something that's almost like a meaningless game yeah. and the guy's getting all worked up, yeah. you come out and tell a joke like, what do you call an empty bottle of cheese whiz? Yeah. Cheese was. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the guy's like, what? But, but then he's not thinking about what just happened, right? Yeah, exactly. It's his mind off, it gets his mind off Johnny everything. Johnny gives me that joke every time I see him, I think. <laughs> what do you think, and which sport do you think is their more superstition, hockey or baseball? Because they're both a very superstitious sport. The players yeah. in there are very weird. I See, I find hockey to be more of a personal superstition sport Mm -hmm. whereas baseball you just try and do the things the same as you were like if you're succeeding like it's it's like in hockey i need to put my left side on first yeah and i'll realize if i don't and if i don't do it then i'll be like that's why you know i think it's almost an excuse route but in baseball it's like okay last game i had a chew before batting practice so i'm going to do that this time right or something like that okay it's they're kind of different right because it's they're hockey you can lash out Whereas baseball, you have to wait for your opportunity to do something. Interesting. Right? Like, do you know what I mean? Like in hockey, like if, if you piss me off in hockey, I can come right after you. I can drop the gloves, which we we've done actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Holy shit! We haven't even talked about <laughs> that. That's an okay. Keep going. And but in baseball, it's like, well, I just struck out in a big moment, so now I can't go and punch the pitcher. I got to yeah, wait for my wait. either to get a ground ball hit to me, or you know what I mean. So it's a lot different. Whereas it's waiting yeah. around to get your opportunity, and you might not get it. That's interesting because hockey, you can do something. Baseball, you got to wait. You're kind of hoping he maybe hits you with a pitch or something yeah, like or that. Yeah, okay, or I want the ground ball now because I'm going to get this guy or something, right? But yeah. it's just, they're, it, they're different, right? And it's both sides. The first base glove, it's different than all the other gloves on the field. Do you really need a – why? I'm, I'm confused about this first base glove. Does it really make a difference? Well, the majority of the players are being thrown there. So it's – It's it's bigger? It's like, it's like a scoop, right? So – it's hard to explain, but if you think about it, like the amount of balls that are thrown to first base, mm-hmm. you need a little bit of an advantage, whether it's up in the air, down on the ground. Because in a regular glove, you just have the fingers, right? So when you get it down on the oh, ground, when you get it down to the ground, you, um, like with the first base glove, it's a scoop, so it almost slides in, right? Like you just need more glove. Okay. Because there's way more plays over there and That's stuff true. like that, right? Like whereas the middle infield glove, you want it to be small so you can get it in and out. Mm-hmm. First baseman doesn't really have to do that. Mm-hmm. So you want the ball to be in and stay in. You know what yeah. I mean? There's nothing more satisfying than an out at first, and you just hear that snap. The snap oh, of the fuck, glove. What a satisfying feeling. It's even satisfying when you're, even if Playing. it hits your glove. Yeah. And it hurts to yeah. sound, right? It's like a snap. Yeah. What what brand do you have? Wilson? Uh, I use a Wilson, yeah. I just ended up getting it from one of my buddies. What, I always use Rawlings. What's the point of putting the finger over the seam in the glove? 
over outside. You outside, mean? there's like a hole in the glove. Um, for me, it's an extra pressure point on catching the ball. So I'm pushing not only from each side with my fingers, okay, but at the top. So you're grabbing it almost, like, you know what I mean? So I see what, yeah. So it's yeah, pressure okay, on yeah. the outside. Uh, a lot of people would have different more insurance. Yeah, and they're just people would have different reasons why they do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like to do it because you can get your finger jammed, but that mm-hmm. just doesn't cross my mind. Out of all the major sports like NHL, MLB, MLS, NFL, all the all the major sports, I think that the MLB is in the best position. One, because they don't have to deal with any of that concussion bullshit. If there's anything that's, if there's any sports that are in trouble, it's the physicality ones because yep. of the concussion thing. And I think baseball doesn't have to deal with that. And two, I think it has the longest history out of any major sport. And uh, I think the NFL will be gone before. Well, I don't think the MLB will ever go, but the NFL I think will be gone within the next twenty years. I believe that. If you go by science, yeah. If you go sure. by what's the trends and what's going well, on didn't right you see now. What Brett Favre said he said I I probably had a thousand concussions. He said. See, that's I just yeah, it's a, it's a sad. But baseball thing. too, they just started fiddling with the rules not too long ago. Like, so do you like that or you, you're not liking that? I think that they're doing good in ways like they listen to the feedback. Like they went from like you being able to review the play and stuff like that. So now it's only on certain plays. I think is what it is, and like hurry up pitching because you have some pitchers that. Just like to take their time, but people aren't there to, you know, you don't want to be there for 12 hours. Three hours is cool, mm-hmm. but like they're listening to a lot of the feedback that people have about the new rules. Cause I mean, why would you change something that works? Right? Like mm-hmm. I get the NHL, it's high, it's high flying, it's fast paced. It's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Things are going to happen mm-hmm. that you can't really control. I, I do agree with you with the NHL, but I do think that they're, uh, they're over. They're use. They're using it too much. Over analyzing too many situations. The Absolutely. goalie interference. I okay. I get it. But like, if there's an offside, I think it's just kind of let it. Let the refs. Dude, that's make, one of the beauties of the game. Like, it's the unknown of that play. Exactly. Like, do you know how many times? How many times do you think we've got fucked over? So or many Another times. team we've played against on a bad offside or like a missed call or something. It, that's part of the game, and, and that's why I think baseball is doing a good job because they're only allowing you that pretty much that one challenge so coaches don't want to do it right away right like mm-hmm. and they're just like well whatever like the, okay i'm called a ball that happens it was a mm-hmm. strike mm-hmm. you struck out on a ball yeah that's one of those things in baseball right or in sports that it's i don't i don't agree with it i i would say as far as the pro sports hockey's pissing me off the most oh me too man you know especially I mean? people that have played because we've played right like it's uh it's in a great position like i think it's quicker it's uh it's more skilled. It's, oh, it's more fun to watch. It's, it's way just... more fun to watch, but they're trying to put too tight of a leash on it. Yeah. It's too – got to kind of just let it be what it's going to be because it's a great sport. And I find the NHL or just hockey in general, people are always trying to tweak it. Bill Burr said it best on Bill Simmons' podcast like two years ago. He's just hilarious. let it be. Yeah. It's a, it's an amazing sport. Don't try to make more money. Don't try to do anything to it. You know, when people like are going to start dying and shit, then I would say it's probably time to change something. Yeah. But like it's like I just like the unknown. Like oh shit, was that offside? We don't know. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Was he in the crease? Like yeah. remember the Brett Hall scenario way back? Oh, with the foot Dallas in the crease? versus Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. Shit like that, right? Yeah. They won the cup on that. Yeah. And they now still have today, the cup. but that being said, though today's game, I'd say like for a, a type player like like myself or another small, quick, gritty guy, like today's game is meant for those guys, right? Like if I was to start now, I probably I might go farther if I put more effort in, right? But yeah. it's not all about the big guys out west and. You know what I mean? It's small, fast, skilled, puck possession, special teams, shit like that, right, is what makes the NHL so electric now. If you look at the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, the OHL and the WHL, you see that a lot more success is coming from the Q because it's smaller, uh, quicker, and um, and just more power. From the At least from the, I think it was past three years, a Q team has won. I could be wrong. In the, in the Memorial Cup, 
I could be wrong saying did that. Did you see what they did in the CHL with the goalie rule? No, what did they do? No European goalies. What? Because all the goalies that were coming from, like, going to the NHL, we were losing out on our talent for Canadian goalies because teams weren't taking them. Interesting. So now they – I don't know. You might be allowed to have, like, one or two in your import draft or something like that. But okay. now it's – if you if you actually – like, if you looked on the computer right now and you yeah. went through all the goalies in the queue, yeah. they would be – All Canadian. Pretty much, yeah. Or American. Or just Canadians. Well, yeah, it's like North American. Yeah. That's interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. But it's now it's – like, we're breeding goalies now. Yeah. Like, so that's what I mean. Those – they do things that are effective – Mm-hmm. Like don't take fighting out. Oh, that's find ways. Thing. Find ways to make more people play. Yeah, you know what I mean. Find ways to develop better. Yeah, not a, take yeah. fighting out. Stupid. Because you ever, a, do you see the Ice Guardians or whatever? I was actually just gonna bring that up. We saw it for the first time. Me and Seferis were watching it. We saw it like three days ago. Great explanation for people that don't know anything about the game of hockey. Watch it's great it. for the the average mother that is. Their son's growing up in hockey and now there's fighting and you're kind of worried. You don't want fighting. It's Your a great documentary for something. that. Yeah. But, yeah, see, I sat there and I screamed at the TV and I was watching with Warrens who, I mean, you know Warrens. He's, you know, one of the toughest motherfuckers out there as far as that we there. played with. Yeah. And it's just like, if you didn't have those guys on the ice, man, you don't, you, do you think Sidney Crosby, like Sidney Crosby's able to go into the dirty areas because there's somebody there for him. It's not as crazy these days, but if you think of a guy like Gretzky, they went in the movie. You know, he wouldn't have tried half the shit he tried. He had to deal with Marty McSorley. Or, had to deal or with Dave Semenko. Or Semenko. But one of the big quotes I heard from one of the fighters was, it wasn't only they don't fuck with our top players. We He makes sure that yeah. their team doesn't fuck with their best player because then he has to deal with it. And he said, once I'm gone, then you guys all. are all fucked, right? Like, so, and I was like, wow. And it's that, such that's a, a very emotional movie, man. I was like, yeah. Or like, oh, I don't know about that, you know? Like, yeah. But it's a good movie. I, I would say for people that are kind of on the fence about to watch it. I've never been, uh, you know, I was more of a skilled player and I never had to go through that side of the game. Like when you listen to these fighters talk about they're on a plane flying to a city and they can't sleep because all they're thinking about is that they know they have to fight a 250-pound guy in front of 20,000 people. That weighs a toll on you for 82 games of the season. That's a, that. mental, uh, that's a mental strain. And then also there's the chance you might not play when you get there, so you're, th- you're stressing over for nothing. Yeah. Or you get there and you get one-punched. Yeah. Right? And then you're right back to square one with your confidence, right? But that definitely, I would say, that would, just thinking about it takes a toll on me. Oh, the movie. Well, anyways, anyone that hasn't seen the movie, everyone has a Netflix account. Just go on and see it. What's it called? Ice Guardians? Uh, Yeah, I think something like that. Um, Some great NHL alumni, great AHL alumni. Gallant was on there, the guy that played for Summerside. Yeah, he's still playing. He's still fighting. Is he he still in the A? Man, those are the toughest motherfucking brothers I've ever. Holy Jesus Christ. There's three of them, I think, and all three of them are animals. Yeah. Anyways, anyone that hasn't seen it, go watch that. Um, yeah, baseball. Oh yeah, let's. Uh, the book I brought, just so uh, Spence can clarify how big and how big and how much he weighed. I'm pretty sure he said he was like four feet, eighty pounds or something. I think he was close. If you go to the hockey cards. Yeah, I don't even know. So what he's looking at is my my old man. My whole life growing up would. Uh, I mean, he has every newspaper article, every score, every everything from the year Pee Wee and every year that I ever played, actually. But uh, Belly's just looking at it now. I'm gonna snap a picture of Solos, I think, and just send it to him. Might as well. Look at it, look at his nice hair, though. But uh, yeah, so Dad would make a scrapbook from every year, and you know, when you're a kid, you're kind of like, this is fucking weird. Like, why is my dad taking pictures all the time? And you know, he's got, you know, I scored last night, but we lost 7-1. Why is he keeping the newspaper article? You know, you don't care. But, I mean, now, I mean, you open the book, it's a page per page. is a different time capsule on its own. 
this one specifically is from Peewee, which he talked about last week and how good our team was. And this is just a little bit of proof. It's a picture of our four best players from, from back then. What's the caption there? It says? Taking on the world. Think about that. 11, 12 years old. I think you are. 12, 13 maybe. There's a whole article of us in the sports section. Picture, probably like a 300-word uh, little write-up here. I don't think I'm in it. I think you are. I'm not in it. I'm not in it. The whole That whole, that was just Steven and if the twin brothers. If you played 92 games in Pee Wee these days, your organization would probably get the shit. Probably. I remember Steve scored 176 goals in 28 games that year. That's like seven a game. I'm not good at math, obviously, but check out the... Slicked up hair there, buddy, in the, oh, the look stud, at that. eh? Look at that. Idiot. That's a guy we should try to get on is Steven. But that guy has some stories and different perspectives of... Because uh, imagine of all the people coming up to him and Pee Wee saying, Hey, buddy, listen, you, you got, you got something old man, here. too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Right? There's, I love Eric, but I mean, I'm sure it wasn't easy. No, absolutely not. My dad never said shit, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, neither yeah did he didn't I. play great. Need to be better next week or yeah. stop yelling at the refs. That's a that's a whole other side of hockey is when you go in the car after the game with the parents. That's a whole. I was fortunate enough that I carpooled pretty much every game. So, <laughs> although Michelle, uh, God love her, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Michelle. Well, I'm she, sure she. Uh, I'm sure she uh, told the truth. Oh, you want to sure believe it? If you sucked, I would say I probably heard more of the God's honest, brutal truth from Michelle than I did from anybody else in my life. And but you need that man. Like oh yeah. Like I remember one time I threw a rock and hit Tommy in the eye. <laughs> And she came right to my house, and she like she snapped right, which she should have. Yeah. And I I don't think I ever threw another rock anywhere near anybody. Like she was just like you you don't realize now, but like imagine if you took his eye out or whatever. But she would swear and shit too, right? So it was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she swore. Oh my god. That little Fairview click you guys had was hilarious. I remember coming to practice, and you or Coleman or Tommy would always have a story about the day before about something at Fairview Junior High fight every day after about school, a man. fight something. Someone did something about a substitute teacher, about um, someone flipped a desk, about someone spray painted the gym fault, the gym wall. So there's always something. Oh, that's what happens in Fairview, buddy. And I remember I went to, uh, I went to Clayton Park. There were some stories, but nothing that compared to, to Fairview Junior High. And Fairview's a little different nowadays too. Like there's more, more housing and stuff like that. So it's it's more of like a community now than it is just kind of like a spot, right? Like it's definitely not the same. I remember we got. Fader was getting uh, bullied by these three guys one time. He's, you said Coleman and Tommy, so it made me think of this. And uh, so, of course, me, being me, I was – Fader wasn't saying anything back. So I was like, you know what? Why don't you guys fuck off? Like, he's way smaller than you guys. No one thinks you guys are tough. Like, we don't care. Just shut up. You know what I mean? So they got pissed off at me. So I'm walking from Magic Beans, which is the daycare that we went to. Daycare. Magic Beans? Magic Beans. <laughs> Comical. I still have it on my back of my jersey. <laughs> um it was a great spot. But anyways, I'm walking down, <laughs> and these guys, I, I got tackled from behind okay. because I mowed off the day before, sticking up for Vader. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he's walking with me. He never got touched. Yeah. I get tackled from behind. I, as soon as I get up, I look. Tommy must have just have gotten there. Yeah. He drilled that guy from behind immediately after, and him and I just started fighting it, the three guys, and then Coleman came in. He <laughs> didn't really do much. I think he might have been scared that he would kill somebody if he fought. Coleman? But Tommy and I took both or all three guys on. Jesus. And uh, and we won, and you the won. Fight. Tommy was comical. He was like kind of hockey fighting one of the guys. Yeah. And then the guy just gave up. That's <laughs> he was just hilarious. like, nah. <laughs> this was that. This was an elementary man. You guys were fighting out of the womb, pretty much. Like I'm not just, much of a fighter, but like, 
that there's only I've, I've been in a few I think but not not too not as much as Tommy <laughs> I remember right behind that church the result shit always went down behind that church some of the worst things happened on that church parking lot yeah the, uh, the one up top there by our place right next to Fairview Junior High yeah, yeah. there would always be cops in the Salvation in the, Army yeah there would always be police <laughs> right there in the parking lot just because shit always went down right there we were there. playing road hockey one day and the cops went busting through and they're like do you see that guy because the guy came through we were yeah. like Oh shit! Yeah, we did. We went, so we rollerbladed after and like just helped him find it. Just but that happened on the daily, you know. Yeah, I remember faders. I think someone's garage door yeah, was just faders. covered in pucks. Drive by it now. What does it look like? Same. The exact same. Love it. Puck marks. Uh, it was full contact on the door. That's how we played. Did you guys played contact? Oh my god, yes. And it didn't matter if you like. There was no hitting from behind. If you had your back turned and you were yes. on the garage door, you were getting smoked. That's the way it should be. We were smoking the goalie, but that's how we played, right? And that's. I think it really did help me personally just to have a little bit of edge, right? Like, yeah, you can only get drilled into the garage so many times I'm before a, you fucking I'm lose so it. curious about the next generation coming up and how it's going to affect them, especially in sports, man. Because, you know, you and me, we're, we're out rollerblading. We're out playing hot. We're out doing something active that generally helped us towards our, NH, our hockey career. I was going to say NHL career. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, Xbox. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, you got kids inside playing video games now. I just, I, I'm curious to see how in the next 10, 20 years, what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't. It's hard to say. I, I, I don't know. I just know for me, I didn't have video games, so yeah. And I wanted to be out of the house. Yeah. And I had to be in by the street lights come on, right? So yeah. I, I needed to get out now. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Do you remember in practice, like if you'd fuck up, our coach would take slap shots at us in between. Like, yeah. I remember, I think who it would have been Pete. Maybe I forgot my jersey. Yeah, I was a tiny kid, probably four eleven. He yeah. made me wear my T-shirt as a jersey as yeah. punishment. I love it. It slap shots at you. And you like, could you never th- do that now, man. And you're listening, and you're thinking, you think he's like under, like oh, a slap shot, yeah, whatever. No, no. It was at your skates. No, still, like they were hard slap yeah. shots. Oh, like, yeah, like, they're, he's man. flying at you. Yeah, there'd be times where um, you're just dead tired from a bag skate, and then they'd go, okay, we're doing some hitting drills now. Let's go. And if you're, I think, if you're a parent or someone that's looking at your kid do that now i don't know if i actually you know what i don't i shouldn't even be talking like this because i don't know if it's true if they still do this thing these things you they still might like the gauntlet i can't even fucking talk right now just that practice yeah like are these kids still going through bag skates are these kids still going through hitting drills are they still getting abused and not abused in the dressing room but getting yelled at like i was in peewee i was getting fucking sworn at oh screamed at I just I want to know if it's still like I that. I got a few buddies that coach and I I can it's different. I know that just from what they say like I know nowadays a lot of parents complain about oh my we paid this much money it's same as the next guy but he's not playing and you just can't tell them all well, your kids not good is shitty. Or he's yeah. playing shitty, not is shitty. Yeah. As as a whole like he's probably had good games and stuff but he's just not and that's what another thing about the major band is like band triple A if you're not you know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. Right? Every your parents are not like okay this is this is it for me. If he doesn't get through on this, then we're screwed, right? Yeah. Like, so I, there, there's a lot of complaints. Um, that must be a terrifying. A lot of the practice is like special teams and shit. Yeah. I'm sure they still bag skate because how, how else yeah. are you going to send a message, right? But I don't like, know why I said bag skate. Of course they know. bag skate. I remember we used to do like, he would explain the whole practice and you'd go drill to drill and if, if anyone fucked up the next drill, we bag skate it, right? And then we'd jump into the battle drills and then mm-hmm. blow the whistle two hard laps into this drill. like, mm-hmm. And you, they were just a lot harder on us, I think. Yeah, but I, I, I really think it starts at home. I really do. Yeah, I, I agree. Do you know what I mean? If you live with like a couple, I sh- hard nosed parents, and that's not like you know beat your kid or whatever, but like someone who gives tough love when you need it, right? Like, well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you fucked up. Tough love is a great. Is. Instead of all yeah. oh, my little, my little Justin wouldn't do that. Yeah, you know he. Oh no, no. Yeah. 
yeah he did yeah exactly <laughs> but it's just, it, yeah i don't know it's different I, I think if i coached hockey i wouldn't last long Nah, you can't you can't say that man i'd just be like are you fucking kidding me what you think you'd be like abusive towards the refs no. Well, that's I've always been abusive towards the refs. As a I, player, as a fan, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I don't think it would be necessarily that. I think maybe just things that I would say. Towards who? Like the parents or the towards kids? Towards the kids. Just like, I don't know, like you get complaints about them swearing at them or they got yelled at and someone didn't like it or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you got yelled at when we played, you stood there. You, you took it. Uh-huh. I don't I'll, I'll admit it right now. I got yelled at when I was in playing hockey as a kid. I cried. I was young. Like you're a practice. You want to be the best hockey player you can be and you fucked up in practice. So yeah, I'll sit there. I cried for a sec because that's so much I really cared about the game. I'm not afraid to admit it, but that's the passion that I had into it. And it made me a better player the next day because I didn't make that mistake. And, uh, and I continued on. One thing I think it would be tough for parents or coaches, excuse me right now, is to deal with parents coming up to them saying, listen, my kid isn't playing. I'm paying a lot of money. It yeah. would be hard, at least for me, if I was coaching to say, yeah, yeah, I know, but your kid is not that good. See, I think I'm the opposite. I think I would just straight up say it. I'd be like, he's yeah. just, I wouldn't say he's not that good. It would be, he's just not playing as good as such and such. You yeah. know what I mean? And this yeah. we're, we're playing to win. Yeah. Right. It's and you enough. know, and you knew that going into the season. Yeah. I understand that you pay the same amount of money, but guess what? This happens fucking everywhere. Everywhere. You know what I mean? People at jobs get paid the same amount or paid more and they're getting bitched at and people are, you know what I mean? Just yeah. stupid things like that. You need to be given the tough end of the stick, I guess, at yeah. some point, you know? Yeah. Maybe not all the time. But. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Um, do you got to take a call or something? You're good? No, man. People trying to get money out of me. People trying to get money five. out of you. <laughs> they know I don't have any money. Come on. Um, we're at like 130 here. Holy shit, really? Yeah. What do you think we were at? I honestly, time is is whatever at this point, you know. Are I you? St- I don't have anything to do. So <laughs> you're off today. Oh yeah. Are you staying in the city? What are you doing? Yeah, I'll stay in the city. It's uh, I have a couple things to do, right? But I'm not going to share them on the air. All right. I don't <laughs> want people following me around, right? Paparazzi stuff like that. Paparazzi. Um, I got nothing. Do you have anything else to say? No. I got. I, the fact that you just told me we we're here for an hour and a half kind of threw me for a loop. So. It flew by. We're gonna have to get you back. I'd like to sit around with a couple of the boys, like you said, like even yeah. if like Coleman or if Tommy's back or Did whatever. Did you get a hold of him, Coleman? No, it's tough too. Soup cans and strings. Yeah, they. Uh, I guess there's rotted. <laughs> Must be a disconnected string. I was talking, you know, with my buddy Kevin Powers. He ran into him the other day at a Moosehead game, and Kev was trying to like catch a bus, and he said Coleman would just not shut up. No, just hit him with staff yeah. and shit. He's like, yeah, I just go back from Charlottetown. They are the nicest people. And <laughs> Kev's trying to run, trying to catch the bus. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's definitely Coleman. But I think that'd be fun sitting around with a few of the boys and kind of yeah. We, we have to wait a little mics. bit, I think, because um, we just we did back to back minor hockey weeks, right? So, no, oh, yeah, I'm not sure how the how the <laughs> listeners will, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is what they want to hear. I no, know. I think no, I think it, uh, a lot of the guys we grew up playing with will want to hear it for sure, man. It's it's nice to hear because it'll it'll trigger a lot of people's minds too. Like I'm sure a lot of people. That would be listening or some people that would listen here at Jimbo story and then they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I got one of these. As much as you think people don't listen, it's great to like, I'm sure there's tons of people that you know that you just haven't talked to in two years. So once they see Matthew Doodle on the description, what's it's like, what, what's dudes up to? And that's what that's exactly what made me listen to the Spencer Cameron. Exactly. Like, I still see him all the time and stuff like that. But you're just like, it's almost like you get to be in their head for a little bit, right? Exactly. That's kind of the goal of this is just kind of because Halifax is such a, hey, what's he up to? If you if we listed off names, we would know. Well, we are, we do know the same people, but there's other yeah. people that just know everyone. So, I guess maybe next time we'll have to talk about how both of our first career fights were against each other. Oh man! And it was Should premeditated we t- for three weeks. We were te- we went to you were still at the West when or no you were I was in grade twelve you were first year out. 
No, we're we're same age. No, you're you are we? No, you're one year older. Are you sure? Yeah, you're because you were same age as oh, Tom. You have a weird birthday, don't you? Yeah, I got the weird birthday. You're same with Tom. That's another story for another time. Yeah, well, we'll leave it for next time. We don't want to take it now because it just hit me. Okay. We're an hour and a half in. We'll lead with that next time. So jot it down. Yeah. Well, uh, that was pretty funny. You know who I actually saw the other day was Larue. Rue. No shit. But he's wearing, you know, those Yeezy shoes. Yeah, cuz he's wearing. He's not on Godogen. He had like two phones. He's oh, like, hi, <laughs> Kevin Gates. Yeah. What do you mean? How are you gonna drop Yeezys and Godogen in the same sentence? Wearing two phones. He had like a rock. I'm not even gonna go into that. <laughs> Anyways, that's another whole another story. Um, hi, button listeners. I love you. You guys are beautiful people. Thank you for supporting us. Last couple episodes have been uh, our download record. We're we're killing it right now. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Doodle, I appreciate you coming in all the way from East Hands. Thank you very no much. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. I can't uh, wait to do it again. Yeah, we're going to have you back on for sure. Um, tomorrow, we're having Tyler Scott on. He played at Acadia, UPEI, and now he's playing um, actually back in PEI for the, I forget the name of the league, but he's a good friend of mine, longtime friend. So that's going to be a great episode. That'll be tomorrow. I really don't have anything else to say right now. So thank you once again for listening. And high button. Go Leafs. Woo! <laughs>